At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans, who is filling in for Paulie Howard as Paulie is taking some time off. We are live at Circa Resort and Casino at the Sportsbook. Uh, great spot. Love the backdrop here. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. Tim Neverett, he is the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers, coming up in about five minutes. His new book is out called COVID Curveball. Kind of discuss what it was like last year for everybody involved with that uh, truncated season and COVID and uh, just how bizarre it was on a day-to-day basis. And also, like, Tim's been in, you know, he lived in Las Vegas for a long time. He is very familiar with gambling and uh, Got to ask him if the Giants are maybe worth a bet at this point. Or are the Dodgers eventually going to pull away and win this thing? My my bet would be that he says the Dodgers are going to pull away and win the thing. I think so, too. I really don't think the Giants are going to go away and disappear. We'll see what Tim thinks. Yeah. Tim's a longtime Las Vegas broadcaster. And, uh, man, could you ask to be in a better spot, to be the Dodgers play-by-play guy in a season like, uh bizarre season like 2020? And the Dodgers won their first World Series since 1988. Oh, be, be incredible. Yeah. Can, we, can we, guys, can we go to this video here? That uh, the bear video. Matt's fascinated by this. I love these animal videos. Oh, they're they're amazing. <laughs> the, the best video of all time, in my opinion, is uh, the guy whose dog was in a headlock by the kangaroo. You saw that one, <laughs> yeah, right? And eventually, he's approaching the kangaroo, <laughs> and the kangaroo lets go. The dog's gonna die. I mean, he's got him in a sleeper hold, right? And eventually the kangaroo lets go. And then he's like, the kangaroo goes, he's like, okay, let's go, huh? And the guy, the guy just rocks him once. <laughs> and the kangaroo's like, all right, okay, I see what you got. That was a great <laughs> like, video. Like, that's an amazing video. We well, have that. that was, okay, here's, here's oh, the okay, bear this, video. Yeah, this, this happened like this week, actually. Bear climbing the wall in the backyard with its two little cubs. Look at the size of I that. I think this is in Southern California, right? I think you're right, yeah. Three bears on top of this wall in the backyard. This lady has two has dogs in her yard. It looks like the bear's going to attack the dogs. Go ahead, you commentate. Well, I just and then here she comes running out. Get off my fence! That's a big bear. She punches the bear in the face, and it jumps over the wall, and she rescues her dogs. Yep. Heroic act by the lady. She's got a that that she attacks the bear, punches the bear. How about that? That's like uh, you know, get off my lawn, guy. That should be the new saying yeah. right there. Get off my fence to the bear. As she comes out, uh, an she's older a, woman, yeah. and she, you know, she's got some small dogs out there. The one, the black dog that you saw is not a smaller dog. He wants to go right after the bear. And if, I'm telling you, if the bear gets a hold of that dog, it's over with. <laughs> He's like lunging. Look at that. This is tiny little dogs. There's like another small puppy out there. And then she goes out there, corrals them all, and says, like, let's go back. And, and then the bear gets back up on the, on the fence and goes, okay, I'm, go- I'm, I'm gone. See you later. Bears, uh, they thought they were going to have lunch. They were going to feast on those dogs. Uh-huh. Not so fast. What would you do in that situation? I'd probably Holy just hell. watch. Probably just watch. You'd watch? Yeah. There they go. My dogs are dead. It was a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you going to run out and attack the bear? Probably not. It looks like I'm going to the shelter tomorrow. I'll get some new ones. 
Maybe oh, well. grab a bat. If you have a baseball bat, maybe grab the bat. Yeah. Got to give that lady some credit. Yeah. Dodgers play-by-play voice Tim Nevert up next. New book called COVID Curveball. He'll, he'll describe what baseball was like last summer during the pandemic. And I have to ask him a couple of gambling questions as, as well. Are the Giants worth a bet at 13-1 to 1 to win the National League West? This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Wes Roach, the first round leader at the Palmetto Championship in South Carolina, seven under par for a one shot lead over four golfers, including Dustin Johnson. Roach 22 to 1 to win the tournament. Johnson remains a favorite, plus 225. Brooks Kepka teed off on Thursday at 8 to 1. He shot a 1 under 72. He's now 40 to 1. Nuggets laying a point and a half at home with the Phoenix Suns today at Ball Arena, Game 3 of their Western Conference semifinal series. Suns won the first two games. Philadelphia 76ers, a one-point road favorite at the Atlanta Hawks today, 224 and a half the total at State Farm Arena. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. All right, you never want to wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' exciting new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 in a match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Not valid in Iowa. BetRivers Sportsbook. Visit BetRivers.com. All right, Matt, let's talk some uh, Major League Baseball here as Tim Nevert is the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's also written a book that is out this week called COVID Curveball, and he joins us now via Skype. Tim, it's good to talk to you as always, my friend. How are you? Uh, Great to visit with you, Mitch. Matt, you too. Always good to see you guys. So before we get into the book, uh, we do have to ask you a couple of uh, gambling questions. Uh, I know the the Dodgers' power rating at the beginning of the season, Tim, I mean, the win total was like 103.5. It was off the charts, one of the biggest win totals in baseball since those Yankees teams back in the late 90s. They're now, what, a game and a half back, I believe, of the Giants this morning. The Giants continue to play some really great baseball. And you can find the Giants. Here we are now, like coming up on mid-June. Like the Giants are still 13-1 to to win this division, which... You know, some people would be like, man, that's some pretty good value right now. Is it good value, or at some point do the Dodgers say, okay, it's been fun, but we're going to put our foot now on the gas, and we're going to run away with this thing? Well, look at the schedule right now. I mean, they just swept the Pirates in three. That's a a last-place team from the National League Central. They open up a series tonight with the Texas Rangers, the last-place team from the American League West. They've got the Phillies coming in. And then after that, they play the Diamondbacks for three, last-place team in the National League West. So the schedule's favorable for the Dodgers. And, you know, with the three-team race that it is in the National League West, you know, they're going to jockey for first place. Uh, The Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. So, 
I don't think there's any guarantee right now for the Giants. They've had a great start. But just remember, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I think when you look at the Washington Nationals from a couple of years ago in 2019, I mean, they had a horrible start. They were terrible. And they ended up winning the World Series because they finished strong. But again, it's how they finished. And I think when you're looking at the National League Western Division, you've got three legitimate teams now. I think people didn't count the Giants in this far. But I think once you get to the trade deadline on July 31st, uh, right after that, I think those stories will be answered in terms of the Giants. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great point, because when you get to the trade deadline, these teams are going to look a little bit different. What do you think the Dodgers might do, and uh, Tim, might the Giants uh, make a move or two? What would it be? Well, the Dodgers don't invite me to those meetings, but just as an observer, <laughs> <laughs> I would think that they would look for bullpen help. I think that that's one thing that most teams are doing. I mean, the scouts are out in force right now. They're uh, and It's for every single team. They're looking to improve themselves uh, one way or another, but most teams look for bullpen help. I think they look at different teams that are not doing very well in the standings. They look for guys whose contracts might be up at the end of the year or maybe have one year of control left, uh, and they'll try to, you know, vulture uh, somebody from a, a team that's out of contention that uh, can help them now. But I, I do think that bullpen help is what every team's looking for, but I, I like the Dodgers, uh, you know, to look for somebody uh, either in the middle part of the pen or the back part of the pen to help them out. They've had some uh, pitching injuries. Uh, I think losing Corey Knable was uh, real tough for their bullpen. He may be back. I mean, if they don't make a trade, then the, the move they make could be an IL move when he comes back sometime in, uh, in September and then comes back strong, uh, I think the Dodger fans hope. So uh, sometimes it's the moves you don't make, depending on who's coming back. But he is one piece to the Dodgers bullpen puzzle that I think could be key down the stretch. Giants are 38-23, and 23, one and a half games up on the Dodgers, two and a half up on the Padres, who are 3-7 and seven in their past 10. Tim, Blake Snell starts tonight against Jacob deGrom in New York. The Padres, believe it or not, are 0-6 in Blake Snell's road starts. When you look at the Padres, if, if they have one obvious weakness, what do you think it is? I think it's Jacob deGrom. Yeah? <laughs> I th I th you know, they, he pitched in San Diego against them uh, a few days ago, his last start, and he was just untouchable. I mean, he was, he was dominant. And I'm not so sure what the problem is when Blake Snell uh, starts. Uh, I know that when he was with Tampa Bay, he was on a program there that reared its ugly head in Game 6 of the World Series. Uh, but they were allowing him to pitch. You know, the, the Padres are. They're allowing Snell to, to stay in games a little bit longer and, and do what he does. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure what the Padres' weakness is. I, I saw them up close earlier in the season. Uh, the Dodgers will see them after they play the Diamondbacks. So uh, they're coming up again. But I'm not so sure what their weakness is. Their starting pitcher is very good. They've got some great players. They've got a really expensive left side of the infield and a very good one. Uh, with Machado and Tatis. So, uh, you know, they are beatable, and the Mets took care of them in San Diego, and uh, the Dodgers are hoping the Mets take care of them in New York, especially with DeGrom on the hill. Yeah. I think the National League playoffs, like if we get certain teams and matchups, will be absolutely fascinating. Of course, the Dodgers, because they're so good, but just like how their rotation would match up against the Mets and DeGrom. But it's not just DeGrom, right, with the Mets. It's beyond him. Stroman's having a nice year. We saw Walker again. He was effective this yeah. week. And also, I'll throw another team. I, I actually made a bet on them recently to win the National League at 18-1. to It's 
the Brewers because of their top three. I mean, if they can actually get into the playoffs and get into a you know a seven-game series, it's going to be Burns, Woodruff, who goes today as a monster favorite, and Peralta back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. Like some of these rotations in the National League at the very top are outstanding. Yeah, I think in his last start, Peralta flirted with a no-hitter. He went pretty deep. But, uh, in fact, I, I picked uh, Milwaukee to win the Central Division okay. uh, in spring training. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they're good enough to win the Central. And uh, I did like the addition of Jackie Bradley Jr. in the outfield, mostly because of his defense. Uh, you know, when you hit a ball anywhere near him, it goes to die. I, I've seen him play it in person many times. He's probably the best defensive center fielder I've, I've ever seen to play in person. And, and uh, that's I've seen a lot of him play, mm-hmm. but I think he's he's the best. I thought that was a great addition by the Brewers. And I think you're right, the big three. You need three horses on the mound to win in the postseason. And, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of teams send their fifth guy, sometimes even their fourth guy to the bullpen, depending on how the schedule works out. But I do like the Brewers in the Central Division. I think they're going to go on a run. And I think that uh, they're going to overtake that division. The, the, the Cubs are playing well right now. Yeah. The Reds have the Reds might have the best offense. I mean, Jesse Winker for Cincinnati, he is an absolute legit player. This guy's an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and he is really, really good. I just don't think the Reds have the pitching. Uh, the Cubs are playing really well right now, which puts them in a problem with what you do with uh, Chris Bryant. Uh, yeah. But at the, at the same time, they're thinking about, okay, now we got a chance to win the division. But I do think it'll be the Brewers at the end of the day. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tim Neverett is our guest, uh, play-by-play voice for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He also has written a book. It's called COVID Curveball, available now, an inside view of the 2020 L.A. Dodgers World Championship season. At what point last year? when we really didn't know when we were going to get baseball, what that start date was, if we were going to get it at all, at what point did you tell yourself, you know what, I need to start making some notes here because I think we might have a book on our hands. You know, when I did it, Mitch, was when uh, we were in quarantine. It was after the shutdown of spring training. I didn't know what we were going to have for a season. 100 games, 60 games, no games. So I went back and just kind of made notes on spring training, and then once things started to happen, I would start writing every day. I had no idea where the season would go, but I did it every day. I wrote the book in real time. So um, uh, when you read it, it's in diary form. It's uh, It's got a lot of different observations, a lot of different stories from baseball, uh, a lot of different things that people don't know. There's some uh, you know never told stories in there. Uh, Oral Hershiser uh, does the forward, and he does a great job bridging the 1988 Dodgers championship to the 2020 championship, and uh, really an in-depth forward. Uh, that is that uh, takes you into the mind of Oral Hershiser mm-hmm. when he was on the mound getting that last out of the '88 World Series. Uh, but it was uh, something that I did every day. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it until the last day of the regular season. And then um, once we got to the postseason, when they were down three-one to the Braves, I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking, oh boy, we may not have something. <laughs> but they came, but they came back and won it. And I said, this makes it even better. And yeah, uh, yeah spoiler alert: they do win the World Series. Uh, at the end of the book, too. But there was a lot of things that led up to it in terms of how uh, the Dodgers had to stay healthy to get to Game 6 of the World Series without any tests uh, positive. Yeah, uh, A lot of different things that happened behind the scenes, how the broadcasts were pulled off. Uh, just uh, a lot of things that people don't know, but I think they'll find very interesting. Uh, you know, it's available now on Amazon in both hardcover and Kindle form, and uh, they can jump on there right now and get it uh, during the pre-sale. Very good. Again, it's called COVID Curveball, inside view of the 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers World Championship season. 
by Tim Neverdigan. The forward is by Oral Hershiser. As a baseball play-by-play guy, there's a lot of downtime in between pitches. So you are naturally you know, telling a lot of stories. And as you yeah. do this longer, and you've been in this business now for a long, long time, you've gotten to become, obviously, a really good storyteller, as a lot of play-by-play guys have to be to do baseball. It's not an easy sport to call, in my opinion, and you're awesome at it. How does it compare telling stories on the radio and on TV to actually sitting down with your thoughts and trying to get that uh, across in in book form? You know, it was very different because there were nights where I would do a game, tell some stories during the game, whether it be TV or radio, and then I'd go back to uh, back home after the game and just start thinking about what my thoughts were. Mm. And then I would type away. And uh, it, it took a lot of help from a lot of people with the publishing company and the editors and the copy editors. And, you know, uh, I, I consulted a couple of friends of mine who are uh, New York Times bestselling authors uh, in other genres. And I said, how do you how do you do this? You know, if I was going to write a book, how do you do it? And one of them told me, just sit down, open up Microsoft Word and start typing there'll be people to help you at the end. Don't worry about any mistakes you make or things like that. And that actually helped me quite a bit. So I wasn't afraid to uh, mm. sit down and have to be perfect when I wrote, but uh, at least I got the thoughts out there and uh, you know, I'm able to tell some stories in the book that are uh, maybe a little bit longer form than I could on the air. Uh, but some interesting things that, uh, you know, some personal things about Mookie Betts and how he helped me uh, get through a real tough time uh, with something that he did that was really, you know, nothing to him, but Helped me, uh, you know, uh, just some other th- stories that uh, I think a lot of people don't know that they might find interesting. Very cool. Well, you knew B- Mookie Betts pretty well from uh, when you were broadcasting Red Sox games, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got to know Mookie there. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because since he's been with the Dodgers, I've only talked to him twice because of the COVID protocols. I yeah. talked to him in person in spring training before we shut down. And then uh, last year during a telecast, I actually got to talk to him privately, but not privately. It was on a headset where everybody could listen. We weren't on the air, but I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, he's like, it's been a long time. I go, I know, but, the, but we don't have the access. Like the broadcasters yeah. don't have the access that we normally have. I understand tonight we can actually go down on the field prior to the game, which is the first, th- which is uh, something we have not been able to do mm. uh, since the pandemic began. So uh, that changes tonight. So slowly but surely, we're getting some progress and being able to get back and have a, at least a little bit of access. Rangers, uh, Dodgers tonight at Dodger Stadium at Circus Sports. Dodgers with uh, Clayton Kershaw going minus 320, total of uh, eight. Vin Scully was one of the uh, greatest storytellers ever to sit in that seat and uh, broadcast baseball games. I'm, I'm curious, uh, uh, Tim, right now, are you still broadcasting remotely on the Dodgers road games? And uh, how, how are things changing in terms of the uh, broadcast booth now with the COVID restrictions loosening? Well, we are still broadcasting remotely. Uh, did yesterday's uh, game on, on radio remotely uh in in pittsburgh and we had an hour rain we had we had rain delays in four of the six road games we just had and they were all remote so we're at dodger stadium (laughs) and it is beautiful out i mean not a cloud in the sky anywhere and yet it's raining in atlanta and then it was raining every day in pittsburgh and but uh, we don't know when we'll be back on the road uh we have no word on that at this point in time and and i'm told just to plan on on uh, doing the games from Dodger Stadium, whether the radio or TV, until further notice. And again, there's a lot of logistical things that have to 
fall into place uh, before we would be allowed to go back. And uh, it, it takes a little while to put everything into place. So right now, status quo, uh, you know, the, the pandemic hangover in terms of how it's affected broadcasting continues. So uh, I've only been to, I think, eight or nine current Major League Baseball stadiums. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, t- t- right yeah, now. Get I'm, out more, Mitch. I know, I know I do. I've been, I've been to almost all of them on the West Coast. I've, only, I've been to uh, the old Yankee Stadium. I've been to Fenway. I've been to the one in Miami. I bet you've been to Milwaukee County Stadium. Yeah, but I've never yeah. been to Miller Park yet. Okay. But my favorite park is up in San Francisco. I think it's unbeatable. Park, but, yeah. but, but, Tim, the park that I've always wanted to go to, and I never have, you called games in Pittsburgh for a long time. Is that stadium in Pittsburgh better than the one in San Francisco? Or is it, I mean, they're real close, neck and neck? Uh, they're, they're close. I, I, I do like Pittsburgh a lot. I think that that is the crown jewel property of the city uh, in Pittsburgh. It's just beautiful when you can spend time around it and you walk around it and you uh, walk across the Roberto Clemente Bridge into downtown. The downtown area is really neat. Uh, when you walk back the other way to the North Shore of, of the Allegheny River and, and you're on Federal Street before a game, they shut down the street and there's you know restaurants and bars and all this other stuff. And it's a lot of fun, and unfortunately for the Pirates, they're not doing very well uh, in the win-loss column, and they're also not doing very well at the turnstile right mm-hmm. now. But I was there in their winning seasons of 2013, 14, and 15, and let me tell you, when that team wins and the fans show up, that place rocks. And I never, I'll never forget October 1st, 2013, their first trip to the postseason since 1992 when they played the Reds in the wildcard game. It was unbelievable. People were hanging from the bridge across the way. I think they gave the fire marshal a night off because I mean they were way over they were way over capacity. It was the largest crowd I've ever seen there and they were loud. It's just it's a wonderful place to see a ball game. It's beautiful, it's got great amenities, it's intimate. Um, I, I do like Pittsburgh yeah. as a baseball venue. It's great. We're up against it. Get the book today. It's called COVID Curveball Available Everywhere. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate the time. Mitch, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Matt. Good to see you guys. Bye-bye. the oddtrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, oddtrader.com. Download the free oddtrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Get real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, all at their website. It's oddtrader.com. Teddy Greenstein joins the program now with points bet sports books across the country. Teddy, it's good to talk to you as always. How are you today? Mitch, I'm fantastic. Uh, Big day here for folks in my area. So I live in walking distance to Wrigley Field, and we have a full capacity game. Cardinals-Cubs. The only bad news right now is the game is off the board because the Cubs' starting pitcher is TBD. And I would imagine that it's going to be a sellout. Tickets pretty tough to come would, by today. Yeah, I would think so. I think, I so. think so. I mean, I, I went, I got to say, I went the, the, the second home game, and it was glorious. When it was 25%, and there were only 10,000 people there. And then we had a points bet outing a few Fridays ago when it was 60%, and it was kind of nice having the shoulder room, but the Cubs could use the revenue because uh, this is a decent team, and they should be adding instead of uh, subtracting at the deadline. Mm. I totally agree with that. Yep. 
where are you guys at with uh, updated NBA title odds here after last night? The Nets didn't get the win, but the Bucks certainly did not look impressive getting their first win of the yeah. series. And how did you adjust here the Nets on the title? Yeah, Mitch, even though they did not look great, uh, the Bucks last night was the nice night to get them. They were plus 1,600 entering the game, and now they are down to plus 850. Uh, the Nets have risen from plus 105 to plus 137. Small movement on the Jazz. The Jazz are now plus 250. After that victory, uh, they entered the night plus 300. I don't know. Can the Bucks win another game in this series? They can, but I don't, yeah, think, they can, I don't yeah. think they can win more than one more game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that looked pretty questionable. Um, so anyway, a couple boosts tonight, though. Sure. Trey Young to score 25 or more boosted from plus 180 to plus 225. That's in a Hawks win. So Trey Young to score 25 in a Hawks win, mm. plus 225, pretty good. And if you believe in the Nuggets, Jokic to score 25 or more in a Nuggets win, plus 160. So that'll be some interesting ones. It was kind of a split night for the book, I feel like, last night. Our largest liability was the Nets money line, so we dodged that one. But there was a lot of money on uh, you know, the Nets on the side, plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. But for one unfortunate fellow, he wagered $28,700 on the Nets bucks over. Mm. Oops. Not good. Didn't quite get there. No. 86, 83. Uh-huh. He just needed five overtimes. Yeah. I know. A little bit off on a handicap. Well, I, I think huh? this team, these teams could play like 30 times. That's going to be like the one outlier There's from last no doubt, night. Yeah. yeah. I saw that, that score weird. and I said, is that the end of the third quarter? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, it's like per- school. Where's, where, where's Charles Oakley when you need him? Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. That was like the uh, the Knicks and the Heat from the 1990s, right? Yep. Remember those uh, Van That's Gundy? Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Riley, uh, the, yeah. Those were ugly games. Those are pretty Holding good boosts on, on uh, what's yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Van yeah. Gundy holding on to a leg for yeah. dear life, Alonso. Yeah. That was a good boost on Trey Young and uh, Jokic. How about uh, tennis? Right now we're watching the Fritz Open. What do, you, what do you have to offer on tennis? I'm betting tennis today. Obviously, uh, Nadal and Sissy Poster are, are the faves, but we actually have tennis insurance next game winner. So if you're betting live, look at it. Bet the next game. Uh, you have insurance up to $25. If it doesn't hit, you get it in a free bet. It's the same way our single-game parlay NBA insurance works, up to $25, three-teamer if it doesn't hit, free bet insurance. Very cool. Uh, next week, the two of you are going to be at Torrey Pines. I don't know if the, the paths are going to cross at all because I think Teddy's got to bail a little bit early, but this is uh, that's great, Teddy. You're going to go out there. Nobody, Matt's going to go out there. Nobody cares that he's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Paige is going to be there, though. That, that's what everybody back. cares Paige about. Paige is yes. going to be there. I, I, I'm going to be running security for Paige. Okay. Um, now, Matt, can I trust you around her? Are you going to are you going to behave yourself? Sure. I'll be there Friday. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, that's good. So so we're going to be on location for the range and, and on location doing a lot of content. That's awesome. Paige will be in a better mood if Brooks Kepka picks it up this week because her name of bed is top 10 DJ and Kepka. DJ has kept up his uh, side of the bargain, but uh, Kepka, come on, pick it up here, buddy. Yeah. Boy, what is that like when you, you're taking her out to the U.S. Open? I mean, I can't even imagine like how many guys are going to be swarming like the tent area we're going to be in. And she played at San Diego State. So if she wasn't famous oh, enough already mm-hmm. with her 3.2 million Instagram followers, I mean, that, that, that's, her, uh, that's her hood there. Yes, it is. The mean streets of San Diego. Uh, next exactly. week's going to be great in golf. Hey, uh, before we let you go, Teddy, what about Saturday night in the UFC? What do you have to offer? Yeah, I am sure you guys have heard. Yep. Adesanya, $10 free dollars 
I did a little video this week with Alexander Hamilton as the theme, since he is, of course, on the $10 bill. Don't, so don't throw away your shot. Uh, bet 10 bucks. All he's got to do is throw a punch and you double your money. So check it out and uh, bet UFC uh, the other fights if you're interested. I love it. There you go. Pick up basically a free 10 bucks when you make that bet. Teddy, good to talk to you again. Have fun at uh, Torrey Pond. So talk to you next week, okay? Fantastic, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep, you too. Our in-pocket plays what we're betting next. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. All right, you're on. Here we go. Time for in-pocket plays. Uh, Giants Nationals postponed last night. They're going back. It's on the board again tonight. Right, they're, they're same matchup, same, uh, matchup. same pitching matchup. You're still going to play it. Disclafani for the Giants, Scherzer for the Nationals. You can get plus one sixty on the dog. Oh, I liked one fifty last night. Yeah. I might as well come back and go one sixty tonight. Um, I haven't added it yet. Postponed, Matt. We might have to put that one on the uh, old rundown when we send it out a little bit later on, though, with the Giants. Uh, pending, Max Pacioretty, Con Smythe. Bet him at eighteen to one. I notice he's down to like nine to one. 10-1, range at some books. Golden Knights got there last night. That's uh, ready. had a goal. He did. A 6-3 win. Yeah. He's averaging a point per game in the playoffs. He's a major factor offensively. I'll tell you, though, Mark Stone really is the key to the team. Uh, you know, overall, outside of Marc-Andre Fleury. Stone is incredible. By the way, he has, like, and I noticed this when I watched the game live last time I was there, his stick must be, like, 10 feet long. I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> I don't even know how he handles it on the ice, how big it is. Uh, but he's so good. But I got Pacioretty at 18-1. to I think that that's live now, and they're laying like 450 to win the series against Montreal. And tonight, got to do it, Matt. Nuggets first quarter minus one against the Suns. Come on, let's go. Let's get there, baby. I say this in a complimentary way about Mark Stone. He's got like a Charles Manson look on it. In his eyes when he's on the ice. He he's looks got, like a freaking psycho. He, he's huh? got the hair. Yeah. I, I like that, though. I mean, I, you're right. It's, you said it in a complimentary way. I like guys to look like that. If you can say that in a complimentary way. Well, sure. I know what you're saying, though. As a competitor, he's got just that psychotic look to him that uh, that you like. If yeah. you're going to bet on a guy like sure. that. Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights. I do like your play on the Nuggets. I think you have to continue to just play that angle. The team down 2-0, coming home. Play one point in the first quarter with the Nuggets. Oh, what do you think the Clippers are going to be laying? Is that out yet? I think the Clippers are going to be laying two points in the first quarter. I think so, too. Uh, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites for the game. And uh, Rex Byers of the Westgate Superbook tweeted last night, how much of an, an adjustment do you need to make on these first-quarter lines? I, th- I actually think you got to make the Clips two-point favorites in the first quarter against Utah in Game 3. I think they will be. I don't see it yet. I'll, I'll keep searching here. At one-and-a-half, you're going to get almost all Clips action, right? Who's I, I would to, think so. Who would want to bet the Jazz plus one and a half in the first quarter of Game Three with the Clips coming home down 2-0? I think you have to make the Clips two-point favorites in the first quarter. Yeah, don't disagree. Uh, you know what? I had a loser last night. Wait a second plus here. Three and a half. What's whoa, that? whoa, 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 whoa! You you want to take another guess what it is? At the Westgate? Oh, they've adjusted. Is it three? It's three and a half. 
Three and a half for the game and three and a half for the first quarter? Yes. Okay. It's that's... three and a half for the first quarter. Well, that's a major adjustment. Yes, yes it is. That qualifies. <laughs> now you got to win the first quarter by four points. Is it up here at Circuit yet? I'll, I'm looking right okay. now. I'm looking right now. I don't think every book's going to put three and a half up on that. I don't see it at Circuit yet. But that's a... Uh, wow. I guess you could say that's a sharp adjustment by the bookmakers at the uh, Westgate. Yeah. It would be one-sided action. All right, so you have to list the pitcher if you're going to play this tonight. Mets, minus 165. I don't play favorites this big, but Jacob deGrom is on an insane run right now, and everything just kind of lines up for this play. deGrom has thrown 58 innings this season, allowed four earned runs. He's going up against Blake Snell and the Padres, who are 0-6 in Snell's road starts this season. Mets minus 165. I did read this in uh, the the New York Post. There's a video going around about uh, Jacob deGrom. Have you seen this video? I definitely have not. I have no idea what you're talking about. A video in recent days about deGrom going to his belt and touching his glove before a pitch. You know, and this is controversial this week because of Garrett Cole and all the uh, talk about the foreign substances that pitchers are applying to balls. And you look at deGrom and his numbers are out of this world. ERA of 0.62, like I said, 58 innings, four earned runs. Uh, but Mets teammates are coming to his defense and saying, I promise you, this from the catcher, I promise you he doesn't use anything. And uh, Kevin Pilar said, I would bet my paycheck on it that he doesn't use anything, talking about DeGrom. Of course, mm. they're going to come to his defense, but that'd be something to watch tonight. I still like the Mets. Maybe you parlay the Mets with something. I'll just put the Mets up, minus 165 over the Padres. Again, Padres... 0-6 in yeah. Blake Snell's road starts. In the series, I'm going to play the Islanders, plus 250 over the Lightning. Ooh, how many times have we talked about Barry Trotz and this blue-collar blue Islanders team? Yeah. They, they just whipped the Boston Bruins' butts. If you can beat the Bruins like that, I think you can beat the Lightning. How about that for a storyline? We could get a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final from four years ago. Golden Knights against Barry, Barry Trotz. Trotz. Who was the coach of the Caps mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, I think the Islanders are live dogs in this series. I'm going to go plus 250. That's a price at Circa okay. uh, right now. So you got one big favorite, one dog, and I have a series bet on the Sixers over the Hawks pending. Very good. This is an email, by the way. Feel free. Get in touch anytime mm-hmm. you want. FTM at vsin.com. This is from Andrew. He said, uh, normally I lose interest in baseball around May. Come back and pick it up around September. But... Back in November, he put three different bets on that he sent me anyway on the Giants to win the National League West at 85 to 1. Nice bet. Wow. He also has Gossman at 66, 65, and 50 to 1 to win the Cy Young and Otani 18 to 1 to win the MVP. I don't know if Gossman can those get those. Those are there. all good bets. Those are all good numbers. Love though. those numbers, man. The, to win that division at 85 to 1. Good job. Also, should mention uh, Harry B. Tweets in, says, Friday night, best bet in baseball, Dodgers minus one and a half, minus 140, a rare run line bet for him, and uh, he's playing Kershaw on the run line, minus okay. 140. We just talked to Tim Neverett, the Dodgers sure. broadcaster. Dodgers, huge favorites tonight against Texas at Dodgers Stadium, and it's uh, currently at Circa, uh, minus 320. Yeah. Knock that down. On the run line. Also, we had a tweet from uh, Toby, who gives you credit, Mitt. says, cash my plus 650 ticket on the Golden Knights to win the series last night. That's a good number. 
We kicked that around on Friday when Adam Hill was on with us and said uh, they can get back in the series. I, that was when they were down 0-2 coming home, right? Yep, yeah. yep. If you're a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you. With wagering on races at more than 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks, it is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code VEGAS100 today and get up to a $100 match bonus on your first deposit. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. Promo code is VEGAS100. Uh, up next here on the program, we'll talk a little uh, UFC 263. Nick Kalikas is going to join us from Circus Sports. I want to ask him how many sharp UFC bettors help shape the market on a weekly basis, especially for these big cards. That's coming up next. Feature at vcin.com every day. We're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets ridden and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help find a betting edge. And of course, we have all of the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. We have a big UFC card coming up tomorrow night. Nick Kalikas is the uh, risk supervisor. Uh, does the UFC here at Circus Sports, and he's on the horn with us right now. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Fight Odds. Very good on the sport. Nick, it's good to talk to you today. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Looking forward to being on with you guys. You got it. If we were to put up like betting splits on a typical UFC card or you know a big fight uh, in general, like typically, like how much money do you think comes from sharps? How much money do you think comes from the public? Uh, well, circuit's always a different uh, type of situation, of course, because mm-hmm. I think we have a lot more true sharp action that comes in across every sport, um, I think, in most cases than the majority of the sports books out there. So I think it's probably maybe 60-40 or so at Circa in yeah. comparison to other places, but I think it's probably 35% sharp, maybe 65% square in most public books, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I think that's probably a good breakdown. And on that note, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you this, and I talked about this maybe before the break, I teased this, like, say I have no idea what the answer is here, like, and I don't know how you would compare it to, like, the NFL or other sports, but typically during a fight week, and certainly, like, today after weigh-ins and, you know, on, on the day of, whatever, um, how many sharp bettors help you kind of, like, shape the market or guys that you respect come in, like, every single time there's a big card, and you're like, I respect him. Well, I respect them. Like, what's the number of sharp bettors who you, like, truly respect on, on the UFC? It all depends. And every card's a little bit different, right, from, uh, you know, week to week. So we we do have a lot of crossover. I mean, there's sharps. If they're betting basketball, if they're betting football or whatnot, it seems like everybody's a fan of fighting, which is pretty cool. So we'll see a lot of that crossover action, but definitely not as many sharps betting into UFC as we have, of course, NFL football or something like that of that nature. But we do have a handful. And of course, if I don't have a true opinion on a fight and we start getting hit on one side, two or three decent opinions, then we're going to lean towards that side for sure. No doubt. 
All right, let's talk about uh, UFC 263. I might actually be down at Circuit Saturday night to watch this. This is a really good card. And, uh, Nick, I'm uh, curious what you think here about the main event with uh, Marvin Vittori and Adesanya. And uh, you got the favorite at minus 250. Is a better way to bet this inside the distance if you like the favorite at yes plus 180? Or how do you think this uh, main event's going to play out? This is a rematch. It is, and it should be a very good competitive fight. The first time around, it was competitive. It was a three-round fight. This time around, obviously, it's for the title. It's a five-round fight. I think that does favor the underdog, Vittori, because of the extra two rounds. Stylistically speaking, obviously, Adesanya is the better striker. I mean, there's no question about it. He's going to be able to pick Vittori apart. He basically did it the first time around, and he's just that dynamic, explosive, slick striker that a lot of people can't put up, keep up with that pace. But Vittori is going to try to mix things up. He's going to try to utilize his wrestling, get this fight to the floor. And I think he'll start having success later the fight goes. So in round three, that seems to be the sweet spot where a lot of people start having success in the wrestling department against Adesanya. Mm -hmm. So now that it's five rounds, I think round three, four, and five are going to be interesting because I think Vittori can start getting the takedowns and have success doing so. So first couple rounds might be a little bit dicey for, for Vittori, but as the fight progresses, I think it does favor him being a little bit longer. Yeah, it's interesting. Lou Finicaro of Vicen is a dog player. He likes the favorite in the main event. He likes Israel Adesanya in this one. Uh, but he did tell me he likes the dog a lot in uh, the co-main event. He likes Brandon Moreno. He, he texted me yesterday and says, Bet Moreno right now plus 190 against uh, Figueredo. Do you agree with that? Do you like the dog here? I think you've come down a little bit on the price at Circa this week. I believe I saw Moreno at plus 195 at one, night, at one point. Now he's plus 180. Yeah, I do agree with Lou. Lou is mm -hmm. a very sharp mind, uh, always excellent opinion, definitely respect that. But I do agree with him. I think he's on the right track here with Moreno. We did keep this market low, and we continue to be kind of a lower price in the market because I do think that this is going to be another competitive fight. The first time around wasn't too long ago, and they delivered. It was fight of the year type of candidate. I think they're going to deliver again. These two are definitely two of the best flyweights on the planet, and the pace that they set, I think, is going to be everything here again. And I think Moreno can make more adjustments than in the first fight than vice versa. Figueredo is going to have a little bit more difficult time. I think it's easier to make a few tweaks if you're Moreno. I think he was very close of getting it done the first time around. And I think with a few slight adjustments, he could probably get it done. And if it hits the scorecards, I would much rather be sitting on a dog ticket than a favorite ticket in this mm -hmm. spot. Yeah, good call. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Nick Kalikas is our guest here. Risk Supervisor does all the UFC uh, at Circa. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Fight Odds. How about in the... Uh, Another match, Walter Waite's going at it. And typically, you know, people will come in and they're going to see a guy that they recognize, a big name like Nate Diaz, and they say, wait a second here, plus 420 on him right now or in that range, I can bet a little to win a lot. Hmm, that makes some sense. Let me bet on him. And he's popular, right? He's been a crowd favorite now for a plenty, uh, a number of years. How, how, how have people been betting this fight so far? And what do you anticipate today and then tomorrow, obviously, before it actually goes off? Well, market-wide, this did open around minus 275, believe it or not. Um, now, we didn't put that line up at uh, Circo. Our opening price on this fight was minus 440, uh, but it is currently minus 535. So the market continues to rise on Edwards. And that opener under 3-1 to one was just kind of silly, right? So a lot of sharps came in and pounced on Edwards at that time. Now it's getting to the point where it's, it is getting kind of sick, and it's, it's tough to bet on Edwards, even though stylistically this is a great fight for him. I mean, Diaz, like you said, he gets the respect. He's going to get the public money. We are seeing more individual bets coming on Nate Diaz, and we're going to continue to do so. I think we're going to get flooded with Diaz action 
um, on fight day, especially, right? Tomorrow, I think we're going to see a lot more Diaz action come in. And that's kind of why we're still a little bit low in this spot. We're not buried in Edwards money at this moment. I know, like I said, it seems like the industry overall is in general because we see some 600s out there right oh. now in Leon Edwards. So, yeah, I think it's just, uh, listen, like I said, Edwards can out-wrestle him. Edwards can out-strike him. Diaz kind of cuts and bleeds a little bit easy these days as well. So there's just a lot of different methods and ways that Edwards can win this fight where Diaz, I think, is going to basically need to get that finish, get that submission, which is going to be a hard task for him. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, Diaz is a, is a tough nut to he's, – he's a tough guy to put away. I mean, he's got – I mean, he's impossible, right, for a lot of guys. Uh, and he's super, you know, great chin, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's going to be tough for him to overcome what he's got to take on here with Leon Edwards, right, and actually get a fight here or get, get the win, I mean. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Edwards is, is just improving. A lot of people haven't really gotten a chance to appreciate his work because he hasn't been as active, you know, the last couple of years with COVID and everything, the pandemic kind of hitting. It, it really hurt Edwards as far as being in the spotlight. So I think this is kind of the showcase type of fight that is really going to put him in the forefront and get him in the title picture, and deservingly so, right? So I think a lot more public eyes are going to be on him because he's fighting the likes of Nate Diaz here. Uh, those are three really good fights at the top of that card for UFC 263, which is in Arizona. Nick Leak is with us. Follow him on Twitter at Fight Odds. Nick, what else jumps out to you on this card for Saturday night? A lot of action coming in on Chase Hooper um, and Steven okay. Peterson. Now, of course, that's a preliminary fight, but that line's been kind of going back and forth a little bit. Peterson opened around minus 155 across um, the market. Um, and with us at Circa as well, now it's all the way down to a pick-em fight, exactly minus 110. So that's interesting. It's one of those stylistic fights where I think a lot of the sharp opinion believe that Peterson is going to piece Cooper up because I think if Cooper can't get the fight to the floor, his stand-up is really not that great, and he's not really a big threat at all, and he doesn't have the wrestling to get the fight down usually. So there's a lot of split opinions because if he can get the fight to the floor, it's a different story. Uh, he's so explosive and, again, slick with his submission skill, that he can finish most people on the ground, but can he get it there? So a lot of contradicting opinions here um, with Peterson and Hooper. We'll see if Peterson can keep this fight upright. If he does, he's going to be able to, I think, pretty much destroy Hooper. If not, I think Hooper gets the win here. So that's been interesting because I don't think it's a fight that I would expect a ton of money to come in, and it's been getting quite a bit of attention at the, the betting window right now. Very cool. Matt, you said you might come down here tomorrow night and watch <clears throat> the fight card. Is yeah. that at the warehouse? Great place to watch. I think yeah. the warehouse is going to be showing the fights. Here at Circa on Saturday night. If so, I'll be here. Hey, uh, Nick, I'm curious. What's the biggest bet you've taken on the main event? Talking about Adesanya Vittori, uh, the biggest play you've taken on that so far? Um, I believe it's it's been around at least ten times. I mean, we're getting some thirty, forty thousand dollar wagers coming in on some of the other fights as well. But mm -hmm. I think in that particular fight, it's been around ten k right now. But I'm expecting that to change. Obviously, I think we'll get um, some max bets, which would be at least twenty, maybe even fifty thousand on fight day. I'll have to see and check with Metcalf exactly how much we're going to be taking, but at least 20000 on fight day. Yeah, and, you, and you, so when you bump it up to twenty, you expect that you will take at least one of those bets and maybe even more then? Oh, we'll take more than one, yeah, yeah. no doubt. I, I would be shocked if we don't take multiple 20K bets. And I think we're going to you know, have some requests to go over the limit there, uh, which is fine. You know, We're trying to do what we can, especially in a big fight like this. So if there is somebody that does want to get down more than 20, just kind of you know, give us a call and we'll see what we can do for you. Always good to like to hear that, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. Sure. And I love how Circa, with their app, they post all the right there. It is. Bam. There you go. All the limits for all the stuff right now and all these fights and all their sports as well. So uh, follow Nick on Twitter. He is at Fight Odds. A pleasure talking to you uh, today, Nick. Enjoy the fight card tomorrow night. Thank you, gentlemen. Likewise. Appreciate it. It should be a great card, so enjoy. Yep.
There you go. I think the fights are on here at the warehouse. I hope so. I was going to come over here Saturday night to watch it. I know they had, so they had the stuff lined up here last week, right? And I think if they're going to yeah, put were, like. You were here Sunday night for the Mayweather. Oh, it was rowdy. Yeah, absolutely. Jake it was a Paul great time. Exhibition, right? You of course, were, yes. Yeah. yeah, we had a huge party. It was completely sold out. <laughs> uh, I did not uh, pay any attention to that fight whatsoever. But they had the, if they had the warehouse open last week, I'm guessing, Mike Mom's listening right now. He's probably like, ah, come on. But. Warehouse is an awesome spot that they lined up. It is. Great yeah. place to watch the fights, and this is a really good. And then the UFC puts on a lot of good events. I they mean, do. There are some weeks where I'm, I don't have that much interest. I do have a lot of interest in this card. What do you got today? A little golf in the future? Got uh, Well, we got some golf betting action. Also going to be on the golf course today. The temperatures in Vegas getting up over 100, so I'll be out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the golf course, Mitch. Going to be watching hockey and NBA. Very good. Got some baseball this weekend. Hey, do me a favor. Yeah. Root this in for me. Okay. Uh, I have Kepka plus 480 to miss the cut. Yeah, I think you're he's, in a pretty good spot there. How's he doing today? He's plus two today. He's plus three for the tournament. He's going to miss the cut. And right now, yeah, the projected cut line right now is even. He's going to miss the cut, pack his bags, and head to California for the U.S. Open. Yeah. I. There's no – why would he actually want to, like, rally today? No reason. Get it together and play the final two days. Take the weekend off. Get ready for the U.S. Open. Absolutely.